Let me just start off with prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that we have to be here. Uh, may we grow an understanding of faith. I pray, Father, that you will speak to our hearts about the importance of not only having faith, but a greater understanding in Christ's name. And everybody said, now we've been talking about faith. This series is called Faith Is because there are many aspects to faith. Without faith, the scripture says that we can't please God. So if we can't please God without faith, it is important that that we understand and have a greater understanding of what faith is because the Bible says that it is impossible to please God without faith. You can't live for God without faith. Faith is the first step of our religion or our faith. So we're talking and we're exploring the principles of faith. We're talking about the principles of faith and we're breaking this down over the next few weeks. As followers of Christ, we are people of faith. We're saved by grace, but we're saved through faith. So let's read a little bit about what we've been reading about. I've got just a little bit of time, but I'm gonna fly through this as fast as possible. In Hebrews 11 and one, it says, faith Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence. Everybody say evidence. Faith is the evidence of things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. They can't, you can't earn your salvation, but you can earn what God has for you. Faith gives you, faith is what you need to earn your salvation, not your works. By faith, we understand, we talked about this last week, by faith we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command and what we now see did not come from anything that is or that can be seen. Verse 6 says, it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe, must believe first that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. I don't have time to go through these verses again, but I covered these last week. This is very, very important that we grip or that we, we come to grips with what this means. So last week, we talked about this. Faith is, first of all, believing. It is the first step of faith. It's not the only step, but it's the first step. Number two, we said that faith, faith is understanding. There are things that we cannot understand. There are things that, un, that are, are unexplained, however, there are things that we can understand because of our faith. Third, we said faith is a choice. God doesn't need to prove himself to me because for me, faith is a choice. That is hard to come to grips with if you're an unbeliever, but it's something that we must grow in. Faith is choosing. And here's the deal. Just because, and we said this last week, and I want to say it again, just because people believe something doesn't make it true. Our faith is based on something. It's based on the life, death, and the resurrection of Christ. It's based on the word of God. Because just because everybody, a lot of people believe something, just because there's a Facebook group with 10,000 people that follow it, that doesn't mean that it is, it is fact, okay? Let me give you an example. There is an organization by which I have recently ordered a, a t-shirt because I think, I don't know why I would do that, but it, it's called the Texas Bigfoot Research Institute. This is a legit organization that has uh, documentation of proof of Bigfoot. There's another organization that I found. These are things that when I'm studying, I get distracted with, okay, and it leads me off. And before you know it, I've, I've spent an hour thinking, this exists? Okay, North America Wood Ape Conservancy, the NAWAC. They have documented of what it is believed as wood ape encounters. How do I know this? Because I dug a little bit deeper and found out that the last encounter 
of a wood ape or a Sasquatch in Oklahoma was May 2016. All right, the witness account, can you bear with me just for a second? This is really, really important for today's message. The last account was on the evening of May 7, 2016. NAWAC members, we'll call them Marty and Johnny, were patrolling the back roads of Atoka, Oklahoma, uh, located in the southeastern Oklahoma. Uh, what they were doing is uh, 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 they were, Marty wanted to test a recently purchased da dash camera. On the evening as it wore on, Marty headed to a certain place, a vicinity, where it was an area where approximately 40 years earlier, he and a friend experienced a highly strange encounter that involved possible wood ape chatter. Sorry, I don't know what that is. The men arrived at the location of a previous encounter around midnight and proceeded to let the woods settle while scanning the area using infrared, thermal, and acoustic instruments because those things are important when looking for documents. The men did not observe. They didn't hear anything out of the ordinary, but approximately 25 feet or 25 yards from the truck, Johnny spotted a human-like footprint in the mud and immediately called attention to it. Marty closely examined the print and determined that it was likely made by a wood ape. Both men then noticed multiple footprints. It goes on to say, and uh, they did take a picture of that Footprint. Can we get that picture? Oh, you got it up there for me. So uh, the, from toe to heel, um, uh, you know, the distance in the tracks is about 36 inches. That's the stride. But the footprint itself is 12 inches long by four and a half inches wide, which basically Carter could be out there walking around. Okay. So anyway, the, sorry, Carter. Threw him under the bus there. So here's, here's the conclusion. I know you're very interested in this. What appears to be significant trackway was discovered in an area known for wood ape activity. Preliminary analysis of the track suggests that the tracks were possibly made by a juvenile wood ape. I say all that to say this, okay? I suppose anything is possible, but I'm not sure that I believe in a Sasquatch or I believe in wood apes, regardless of the documentation. You see what I'm saying? Here's what I want to tell you. Here's the point. Just because a lot of people believe something, and I, I, looking at these organizations, there are tens of thousands of people that are, and I'm not making fun of anybody. Once, I, once again, anything's possible. I really don't think that it's based on, you know, it, our faith and what we believe is based on something. And I'm not so sure that I, in fact, I am kind of sure. Here's the point. Just because groups of people believe something doesn't make it true. True faith has a solid foundation. If a lot of people believed in something to be true, there would be no such thing as false religions. There would be no such thing as cults and everything that we everything that we see that a lot of people believe in would be true but our faith what we believe what we speak and what we live it has a strong basis because it is based on the never-changing gospel of Christ the word of God if you believe that say amen can I get a better amen? amen all right I want to continue today and I want to talk about people who what faith is and I want to talk about people of faith in Hebrews 11 and 7 it says this it was by faith that Noah did what? He built something. Noah didn't just believe, but he did something about his faith, okay? Noah, by faith, he built a large boat to save his family, and he obeyed God. Not only did he build something, but it was a result. Because of his faith, he obeyed God, who warned him about things that had never happened before. What had never happened before in the days of Noah? The Bible says that it had never rained on the earth. 
dew and water coming up from the bottom of the earth, from the center of the, the earth. It took care of the, the, the irrigation. So it had never rained before. So if you can imagine that Noah was walking around and he was preaching to people and he was building this boat, the Bible says, or this ship, if you will, for 120 years. He was 80 years old before he started building this. So for 120 years, he talked to people about a future thing that had never happened before, a flood or even rain. That's an interesting fact. Here, here's what happened. Every day, day by day, he was preaching a sermon. How? By faith in obeying the word of God. The eighth verse says, it was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land. It says he went without knowledge. He didn't know where he was going, and he lived there by faith. I'm going to skip through some of this. The 13th or the 11th verse says this, it was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child because she was so old, uh, she was barren for many, many years, but it was by faith and from her children became a nation. The thir 13th verse says, all of these people died still believing what God had promised them. They did not receive what was promised, but they saw it from a distance and welcomed it. They agreed that they were foreigners and nomads here on earth. People of faith. Again, Abraham never saw the nation that would come from him, but he believed in faith. Let that, just, let that settle just for a second. Abraham was promised that a nation would come from him, but he never saw it. He had a faith for the future of what God was saying him. I have a question for you. What if we were living, what if you were living, your life was about making a decision of faith for people, even a family who, had, who have never been born before? What if your life was all about the faith that you have for the future of generations that come from your life? Because that's, that's what it was like to have Abraham. That's what it was like for Abraham, amen? What if, what if, let me just say that again. What if your faith that you're living and the decisions that you're making right now in your life and the, your walk of faith, though it seems like it's just you know, not out of the ordinary, but you're making important decisions that are going to affect not only your grandchildren, but your great, 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 great grandchildren. Amen? What if that is what this life is about? Like Abraham, who obeyed God for the sake of future generations he had a multi-generational faith. He had a trans, transcending faith. I want people, when they talk about my life one of these days, when I'm dead and gone, when I, when I take a dirt nap one of these days, I want people, I don't care if they talk about my accomplishments. I don't care if they talk about, you know, all the things that I did or, or how cool I might have been or he was a great dad or he was a great dad. Those are things that I want people to say of me, but what I want them most to say about me or what I want them to remember most about me is that he was a man of faith. Are you with me? He was a, he was a man of faith. I want people to remember that about us, that, that we moved with faith. And I'm, I'm telling you, maybe I'm not where I want to be exactly when it comes, but when they talk about me, and here's what I want them to do. I want, them, I want my great, great, great grandkids, I want them to have a picture of me like this or something like that, hanging on over the hearth, something like this. And when they talk about Travis, they say, oh, PT, man, he was a man of faith when he felt God speak. And we, when he, even when he was uncertain, man, he believed God. He believed God. He went through a lot of things, but he stuck with God. And because of, you know, Travis, Hurst, this, this family, you know, this family has always lived for God because of his example. Are you with me? Is that what you want for your family and for your life? Amen? That's what, that's what it was like to be somebody like Abraham or Moses or Noah. 
They make decisions in their lives that transcended time. Verse 17 says, it was by faith that Abraham offered up Isaac. And you can go back and you re can read that story. God did not, he offered him, but he did not sacrifice him. It was, sacrifice him, it was not a requirement. And it talks about the different people of faith. The 21st verse says, by faith, Jacob, when he was old and dying, blessed Joseph's sons. Joseph said, hey, we're going back to the land of Canaan one of these days, even when he was in Egypt. It was by faith, 23rd verse, that Moses' parents, they hid him, ignoring what the, the Pharaoh said. The 24th verse says, it was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, he, he refused to be called the daughter of Pharaoh's son. It was by faith that Moses left the land of Egypt, commanded the people to hold on to the Passover. The 29th verse, it was by faith that the people of Israel went right through the Red Sea on dry land, the Bible says. The 30th verse says, it was by faith that the people of Israel marched around Jericho and the walls fell. Then he goes on to say this, how much more do I need to say that it would take too long to recount the stories of Gideon, Barak, and, and, and Samson, and, and Jephthah. Those were people, those were judges in the Old Testament. Then we know who David is and Samuel and all the prophets. But here's the point. These are people that acted on their faith. Faith is acting. As we just read, people of faith, they believed, but they didn't just believe. They did something about their faith. Are you with me? They didn't just believe, but they did something about their faith. Because of their faith, they did something. They took action. They obeyed. They moved. They went. They offered. They gave. They sacrificed. They lived according to their faith. They didn't just confess it, but they believed it. Because faith is proven by action. How do we know this? In James 2 and 14, it says, What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but you don't show it by your actions? Can that faith save anyone? If, if you say it, but you don't show it, it is ineffective. It, you can speak it, but if you don't act it, he's saying that's incomplete. The 15th verse says, Suppose you see a brother or sister. He gives kind of a, a comedic example. Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or, or clothing, and you say, goodbye, have a good day, stay warm and eat well, but then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? He says, so you see, faith by itself is not enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. The Apostle Paul, this, that, that verse of Scripture was written by James, who was the brother of Jesus. But the Apostle Paul spent years trying to teach people that salvation was not based on works. He spent years doing that. However, James comes along after 30 years of people believing that was all about, you know, believing and not works. Years go by, and people aren't doing anything about their faith. So James, as a pastor, has to step in and says, hey, faith without action is incomplete. Therefore, actions, our actions, complete our faith. If you believe that, say amen. James 2 and 24 says, So you see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not faith alone. So what does faith look like? What does actions and faith look like? First of all, it is obeying God. 
Obeying God in a world that rejects his commands. Obeying God in a world that seems to go against all of our belief systems. It's also following Jesus. It's also it's, it, it's teaching our kids to follow the Lord and obey God in spite of the world that we live in. Our world grows worse and worse when it comes to living for God. Do you agree with that? Our world is growing worse and worse. However, walking in faith looks like obeying God and following God. And here's what I want to do. I want to challenge you as far as obeying God because sometimes it's inconvenient. It's not easy. Following God, obeying God in the world that we live in, sometimes it's inconvenient. Sometimes it's uncomfortable. It is, there is a discomfort in serving God. You know what I mean? Yes, there is a discomfort in serving God. Third, it is challenging because it tests us. So here's what I want you to do when it comes to acting in faith. Here's what we do. We take steps of faith instead of thinking leaps of faith. There are steps of faith. Here's what I'm with. Steps of faith make destinations of faith more accessible. Did you hear that? Steps of faith make taking destinations of faith more accessible. Let me give you an example. Let's say that, let's say that my goal when I first give my, when I first start thinking about giving my life to Christ, my goal isn't about taking leaps of faith. It's about living for God. A lot of times when we come to God, we're just thinking about, hey, how can I live a better life? How can I please God? Well, let's just say that, you know, the, 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 the standard is here. The standard is, hey, I, I want to be the best Christian I can be. Well, the first thing that we got to do is, you know, we got we to start, instead of, you know, I, I, can't, I can't get there from here. It's not possible. I suppose it may be possible, but you probably wouldn't want to see it happen. So it's not possible for me to get here. It's not possible for me to say, hey, I, I want to live for God. This, is, this, this ladder represents, you know, having baby steps of faith. So the first thing that I'm going to do is, is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give my life to God. Are you with me? So, so I, you know, this is where I want to be, but I want to give my life to God. The second thing I might do is, hey, hey I might want to start thinking about discipleship. I might want to go to growth track and learn what it is to live for God. That's something that I might want to do. Or, or you know what, I, I need to get baptized. I've never been baptized. That is a public declaration of a, of a commitment that I've made with God. So let's, let, I should get baptized. And then maybe, you know what, I don't want to live for God alone. Let's, let's, start growing the, let's start going to connect group. These are steps that are building my faith. The reason we talk about these things in church isn't because we're trying to get people in groups because that's what churches do. This is what living for God looks like, all right? So, you know, so I've, once I get those things and once I give my life to Christ, I become baptized I start becoming disciple, or, or I start going to Bible studies, and then I get involved in connect group. You know, you know what? You know what? I think I'll start serving God. I don't want to go much higher than this, do I? But I want to start serving God. And as I start serving God, I find out that you know what? That that I'm actually becoming stronger in Christ. I'm starting to live for God. And when I really want to step out, and I'm not going to do that. I'm serious. But you know what? These are this is this is this is like basic standards of faith. Okay. Now, let's talk about this. God has been dealing with me. What he wants to do in my life is he wants to take me to a different level of faith because I've been praying, God, I pray that you will, I pray, Lord, that, that you will make me a man of faith, okay? This is what it takes to, you know, okay, now I'm living for God, all right? But, but God wants to take me to new levels of faith. For me, 
it was starting a church, okay? It was, it was like walking away from, and I'm not telling you that's what God is leading you to do. I'm just giving myself as an example. For me, it was like, okay, God, you want me to quit my job? You want me to step out on faith? Well, well this is what that looks like. I've already, got, I've already done that. That's easy. I got that. Now God is taking me to a new level. Let me ask you something. What step of faith how is God increasing your faith, and how is he wanting to do it step by step? So, okay, maybe God is leading me. I'm going to start praying, and I'm going to start heading in that direction. I'm going to go deeper in Bible study. I'm not going to just, you know, you know, hear a plan here, hear a plan. I'm going to start reading the Bible and start really praying to God. And you know what? I'm going to bring people around me. I'm going to ask them to start praying about the future in God's life. And then, you know what? Maybe God wants to use me financially. So, Lord, I'm going to step out and I'm going to tithe and I'm going to give more. I'm going to give more than the 10%. I'm going to join Kingdom Builders or I'm going to start helping Bikes for Kids. I'm going to do that. And you know what? Maybe God wants to take me to another level and I don't know what that might look like because I'm going to just climb this ladder. God wants to take me to another level and he wants, hey, I don't want you to just start a church. You're going to have to build one and what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to bring more people around and you're going to have to start making plans. Well, God, I don't have $3 million to build this building. Well, I just want you to start, hey, just start bringing it up. Somebody, somebody does and I'm going to bless somebody in order to do it. And level from level, God begins to make me a greater person of faith. And this ain't, this ain't done. God wants to do something through my kids and through my grandkids. And, and if I'm going to be known as a man of faith, it's going to take years and years and years. I don't know what I'm going to do when I get real high. Can you guys see me okay? And I'm going to get all the way to, you know, how, how many of you know that this might be heaven? If I keep climbing, that's probably where I'm going to go, all right? So I'm going to stop climbing. But you understand what I'm saying. You think that... You, Everybody thinks that, that we all got to take leaps and dives. I just want to tell you that living for God and getting to where God is taking you is taking steps of faith. Amen? So what I want to ask you is, what is your next step of faith? Because wherever you are, there is always a next step. What is your next step? I want you to think about that as we pray right now. So, Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for speaking to us today. I thank you, Lord, for ministering to people today. As we pray, Lord, I pray that you will deal with every individual person about his, her next step of faith. Will you do that, Lord? As your heads are bowed, I want to talk to you if you've given your life to Christ already. This is not about whether or not you belong to God. This is about your next step. What is your next step? Is your next step to be baptized? If you've recently given your life to Christ, is your next step to be baptized? Because that step is about letting the world know it is a public proclamation that I belong to the Lord. Is it baptism? Is it is it, hey, I need to take a step towards discipleship. I want to grow in God. I want to learn a little bit more. I want to commit to mornings with God. Is that the next step? Maybe the next step is you, it's time for you to be a part of a connect group where God can grow you among people. It's not about being social. It's about being a part of a family of God where you can grow. Maybe, maybe your next step is, hey, I need to start trusting God. As, as Trent talked about earlier, start trusting God with my finances. It's not about giving the church money. It's not about that. It's about what God wants to do in your life 
as you begin to trust him, if you trust him in all the other areas, is it possible that God is saying, hey, this is an area that I want you to trust me with? What is your next step? Maybe your next step is, I need, or it is very important that I lead this person to Christ. Maybe this is the next step. I don't know what your next step is. I'm asking you right now, because I have a next step, you have a next step. I'm asking you right now in this holy moment, as I pray, to ask yourself and ask the Lord, Lord, what is my next step? And I want to pray with you right now. If you're seated next to somebody you're close to or you love dearly, let's pray for each other. Let you pray for him. He prays for you, whatever. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for every person that is here. I thank you, Lord, right now that you love us to challenge us in any area of our lives. So right now, I pray that you will speak to every person about what the next step is. And as we ask for that by your Holy Spirit, you will begin to reveal to us what the next step is for our life. Because faith isn't just believing, it's acting. And Father, I believe that you're speaking to everyone right now about the action step of faith. So we give that to you right now and speak to us. In the name of Jesus. If you receive that, say amen. As your heads are bowed, I want to pray one more prayer. If you don't know Jesus, he's not Lord and Savior of your life, I'd like to give you an opportunity. If you're watching us online, you don't know Jesus. Right now is a great opportunity for you to take the most important step, and that is the step to follow Christ with your life. If you're in the house and you say, hey, Travis, I... I'm not right with the Lord. I've never given my life to Christ. Maybe that's your story. Or maybe you can say, Travis, I walked away from God, and today I really feel like God is leading me to take a step to follow Christ. I won't ask you to stand. I won't single you out. I won't ask you to come down here. But I'd like to pray with you. So with nobody looking around, you can say, Travis, that's me. I want to give my life to Christ. I just want to know if if there's anybody here that that I'm going to pray for as I pray. Just put your hand up and put it down. That's me, Travis. I'm going to give my life to Christ today. See your hand over here. You can put it down. Anybody else? I see your hand. You can put it down. Anybody else? That's me, Travis. I'm going to give my life to Christ. I see your hand right there. You can put it down. Anybody else? I don't want to miss anybody. All right, we're going to pray now. If if that's you online, you want to say this prayer after us, you can give your life to Christ right now. And if I didn't see your hand or you didn't raise it, and today you want to rededicate your life to Christ, you can do that as we pray. Just repeat after me and mean it with all your heart. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I'm before you today, and I give you my life. And Jesus, I ask you to come and be Lord of my life. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins. I believe in you, Jesus, that you died for me and rose from the dead. And from this moment on, my life is committed to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you said that, you prayed that prayer and you believe it, we believe that you've been saved. So let's welcome them into the family right now.